I want you to harmonize with me. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you're going to pick it up with me. All right? Okay. It's for the ad read. It's how we're starting. Okay. All right. I, it's for, right. I can guess what it is, but okay. All right, let's see. <clears throat> I've been really trying, baby. I don't know the lyrics. Trying to hold back this feeling for so long. Yes, you do. And oh if you feel like I feel, baby, then I got to know. Let's get it on. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Hudson, why? Come on, dude. It's Valentine's Day, man. I know, I know the song. Know I know, I know the song. Don't know the lyrics to it. The opening started the song. Guys, don't start your Valentine's Day fighting here. Start your Valentine's Day off right. And if you're listening to this, this show, <laughs> if you're it's an argument, we're getting into an argument on the ad read off the top of the show. Guys, if you are listening to the Jersey Wall podcast on Valentine's Day, then I want you to know that we're here for you, even if you don't have a Valentine. All right. Absolutely. We will be your Valentine. We'll send you Valentine's Day cards. I can't wait for you guys to see the the meme that I'm going to post for Valentine's Day as oh, the, dear God. to lead dear the Instagram thing. Oh, it's going to be so cute, bro. Don't worry. No, I'm so excited for it. Guys, on Valentine's Day, and it seems like a bit of a, a cold open here, more so than an ad read, but I promise <laughs> the sponsor, we're getting to them. All right. Valentine's Day is a day of love. All right. And what better way to show our love than the gift of money in your pocket. Mm. Guys, do you enjoy saving money? Do you enjoy being romantic? Do you enjoy looking good? I have a deal for you, ready? Maybe you could go get a jersey. You know where a jersey looks really nice? On the wall. You know where it looks even nicer? On the floor. Oh, oh, oh it's getting spicy, spicy. over here Ooh. on the Jersey Wall podcast. Guys, when you go to elmontyouthsoccer.com, and enter the promo code TJW10. You're going to save 10% on your order on some of the greatest jerseys on planet Earth. All right? And that is a TJW guarantee. Let the Jersey Wall podcast, let me, let Mina be your Valentine and offer to you a card, a card filled with 10% back in your pocket when you enter the promo code TJW10 at checkout over at ElmontYouthSoccer.com. The link is in our description guys we have such a good episode today we're going to go to the magical romantic city of barcelona and show them how it's done i mean it's also a great great option for anyone that's like getting something for their partner could be for the boyfriend or girlfriend. Or oh, that's a good point, too. Whoever it is. It's just a, it's or even, even for their parents, because obviously Valentine's is a day of love. It's not just for your partner or your significant other. It's it's for the parents as well. So that would be that would be amazing. Like all, some of my favorite gifts have been when I've received jerseys. I'm sure you have you're experiencing the same as you do a little bit of a a, a fashion change and a clothing wardrobe change. Um, yeah, so just me carrying the show on my back here a little bit. I'm impressed by your ability to just push through, by the way. <laughs> and I want everyone to know that for a very spicy Valentine's Day, I just gave Mina a proper strip tease as I took off my hoodie mm. uh, mid-sentence. Mid oh, they and know. Here's the thing. They won't know. They're going to know. No, we can say know. we did a lot worse. They won't know. I said, I said that you're... Uh... That you're doing a wardrobe change in the, in the ah, wardrobe. they know already. Wow. Okay, oh, so you're know. telling me when I take off my headphones and just watch your lips move, you're actually saying nice things. 
You're actually well, giving them information. I'm giving you're not them just talking about this one when it's spring on you. You're not just talking about your new diet. You're not just uh, talking about your new workout no. routines. No. Oh, I thought if I t- if I stepped away here for a second, I thought it was just going to be guys. Have you ever heard of the importance of counting your macros? Because I've been doing it. And look, this could be you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't count my macros. That's the thing. That's I'm not one of those guys. That's the thing. So tell me, what do you Just do? Anyone that's been asking, hey, you know, what's up with you lately? I tell them. Here, okay, let's do it. Let's it's do it as a like, skit. It's not like vegan. Let's do it as a skit. No, we'll I do mean, it. We'll if do you're it. a vegan, Ready? no offense, but yeah. No, but like big offense. Definitely big offense. That's, the, <laughs> that's not the show for you, right? Yeah, no, uh, you're wrong, but no offense. Yeah, but no offense. But here, let, let's do it as a skit, all right? La 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 la. So I haven't seen you. Oh, look, is that me? Oh, no, that can't be Mina. Who the, who the hell is that guy? What's going on over there? Mina? You, you look great. Yo, what have you been doing? Thank what have you been you. up to, man? Holy crap. You, you've been working out or that. something? I have been working out, yes. And I've no been kidding. Eating well and everything. So everything's great. How well? What you been doing? Don't tell me you're vegan now. No, no, it, it'll never oh. go that far. It will never go that far. Only for religious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> you counting macros or something? What? What? Do you, what's up with you? Why are you looking so? You're looking beefy. There's no way you're vegan. I got a trainer, man. Got a trainer back back in oh, uh, the man. land of uh, the land of Egypt. I got my uh, got my trainer doing, giving me some workouts and some uh, meal plans and stuff, customized, catered stuff. Amazing. Wow. So, so would life. you consider? So, if someone said that you've gone full douchebag, you would resent that because you haven't gone. Full I would resent that because you I don't. Right. Yeah, because you I don't, don't think bring you've gone it full up douche, right? for like right. for no reason. It's I only talk about it in detail for those that are interested. Like are, if if you bring it up and it's like, hey, Mina, what have you been doing? Or it's like, oh, you look like you've lost weight. I'll tell you what I've been doing. But if you don't bring it up, I won't bring it up. That's nice then. That's it. At that's the very just least, it, man. That's just it. You see, because I I hate nothing more than well, I do hate some things more, but I hate some it things. So <laughs> yeah, some things. You gotta be when careful. people just yeah. like talk to you about what they're doing out of the blue. Oh. So yeah, when like when they steer the conversation. Congratulations, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't ask. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the hey, is today your birthday? No. Oh, I thought we had the same birthday. It's one, <laughs> you know, it's one of those. You're just like right. It's like, like oh, it, you've been working out. Oh, because oh, I've been working out. Yeah, yeah. Or or, or better. Yeah. Hey, what do you what do you what do you usually eat like when you work yeah. out? Oh, I usually eat like this, this or that. Oh, see, you eat. See, I I like to consider it like I fuel, <laughs> right? Like for me, it's more just. You know, it's more, you know, I'm, my body is a temple in a machine and I only put in the premium 94 octane quality of substance in this, in this fine tuned machine. Don't talk about 94 octane right now. They'll raise the prices just by you mentioning it. Dude, bro, 94. <laughs> I'm hoping that we can change these prices to come down a little bit. You know, we don't talk about 94 octane to the tune of, we don't talk about Bruno from Encanto, which by the way, in case you're wondering, Nathan, what's it like? being an emergency instructor at a school. And I know I talk about it quite oh, often. You know, no. My confidence skyrockets as, as a soccer player, right? Because I'm elite, right? The ability to connect with people from different ages, also very, very important. But the amount of things that you will hear on repeat. So for for instance, let's say a song like that, right? It's the same thing as the, the Let It Go complex. Yeah, I was just going to say, I remember right? 2013. That was It's insane. all you're going to hear. And it is all you're going to hear. And whether or not you like it, now you better hope that you like it. You better be open-minded here. And Doesn't I think that being open-minded like is the most important thing in the world. Right. And that's why I think that being open-minded yeah. is like 1A on the priority list. Because if you resent anything in a school, it will, it will end you. And you'll remember, I was listening back to one of our old episodes, um, the What If episode, where I told right. the story. If you haven't listened to that one, go back. It's, it's several. We've been recording for so long. It's so many weeks ago now. But because um, we're just really, really consistent with our <laughs> unbelievable content. 
But uh, <laughs> if you go back and listen to that, I told the story of the grossest thing that ever happened. And it was, I'm not going to tell it again because I'm not going to revisit that. But um, go listen to that episode. It was my biggest fear come true at the school. <laughs> and it's exactly what happened. And since that day, I've said, I can't put out those kind of, I can't put anything else out, you know, out there like that. I have to just be open. I have to be yeah. ready to receive Positive. anything that happens because by being welcoming, I feel like I'm not going to be met with it, right? Which seems like a, a bit of a contrast. Seems like it okay. wouldn't be what you expect, but it is what it is, man. No, like honestly, it's, I, yeah. Parents, I don't know. Parents it's a hell of a sense that. No, parents, it's a hell of a sense that. No, because I, I just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about how terrible it is for parents going through it right now. Dude. Like every single, every few years you get another Disney song and it's like, you know, they, they have just been watching Frozen until Encanto came out. Yep. Like, and, and Coco. now. No, Coco is between. Yeah, but see, Coco's too sad for kids. Like, I think that's... I don't know, dude. To be fair, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of songs that I heard in, in Coco that I heard sung along, but I haven't heard a song as popular as... Since Let It Go. We Don't Talk About Bruno, since Let It Go. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. It is what yeah. it is, man. Parents. That's incredible. Being a parent, Great job man. to Disney. Yeah. Parenting. We're not there yet. We're not at that point in our in our Jersey Wall discussions, oh, no. but uh, you know, and and speak on the note of not being parents. Happy Valentine's Day, dude! I hope happy that Valentine's, uh, Valentine's Day too. Too. Hope it's a day of love. Now, shattering the fourth wall here. Uh, we're recording this not on Valentine's Day, and why? Because we are long-term commitment men. We yeah. are men with girlfriends, and I've had them for a very, very long time. And um, I'm just thinking back here to the beginning of the show. And I don't want to be distracted from this, but I also don't want to go into a deep conversation about Valentine's Day to kick off the show. What I would like to go into a deep conversation to is we started the episode today with me belting a song. Mm. And I don't know what that sounded like to another person's ears. Can you just like boost my ego it here a little? Was, How was it? it? For an ad read. Where would it rank amongst our ad reads? I mean, we've had some great ad reads. Like, come on. I think probably top five. Wow, probably that hard, top eh? five. Yeah, I think just a second to my happy birthday singing. So <laughs> that's true. I have sung on that, but that wasn't an ad read. Technically, that was just an intro to the show, in fairness. Yeah. But that was a pretty good one, too. Anytime that Nathan starts the show by singing or with poetry, you know, it's going to be a good one. Hey, man, we've, we've definitely sung on this show before. So, yeah. We've been around. Yeah, we have. And we used to do like bro talks, but we didn't include them because we didn't think that bro talks would translate. But they have. People like them. And so people like to listen now to even, nonsense. Yeah, even our ad reads have become bro talks now. I mean, and twice a year we have can, our bro talk episodes. Yeah, if people can watch Kim Kardashian doing whatever she <laughs> does on, to us. on uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which by the way is going on Disney Plus now for some reason, then they can listen to us. You know what else might be going on Disney Plus? I don't know if you heard this. This was shocking and disgusting what? and vile. Okay, Daredevil is coming off of Netflix okay. on February 28th. Okay. Now, you'll remember the Jersey Wall episode that we did. I think it was 114 now. I don't remember. Something like that. It was I don't even know what episode day. this is. Probably like 113. Back, I mean, either. Yeah, back <laughs> in the day. We, used to, we did one called The Underrated TV Shows. That was our bro talk, right? Mm. I just picked a few. 
And Daredevil's right, at the I top of my list. At the time yeah. I just finished it, I'm like, dude, this is the freaking yeah, best hella show. Yeah, hella recency bias. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's always hella recency bias because the shows are awesome, but it's underrated. And it and to be fair, I think we nailed it because I think it was pretty underrated. Yeah, it was. Um, and now it's blown up again since Spoiler alert. came out. Right? Since Spoiler the alert. came out. <laughs> it's, no, I'm not, I'm not giving anything away. I'm just saying. I know, the, but... Interest just, level has peaked I'm just now again. throwing that in there. You can throw it in there. Yeah. Not that anything happens and not even that they're related. Just since the most recent Marvel property came back, another one has has resurfaced. And so our conversation has aged well. And they're taking it off. And I understand it has to do with character leasing rights and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's a Netflix property. You made the show. How do you not have exclusive like yeah, rights to play weird. your show that you made? Where's it, It's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to be taken off. It's going to be thrown into, into the archive somewhere because... Now Disney has the rights to the Daredevil character because they took the lease back. But That's it's, but, so weird. But Netflix is like, yeah, but we we made the show. Like I understand it's your character, fine. And it's, and but it's this is we canon. made this. All of the content we made. Like Spider Man's still on Netflix, Far From Home. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to like. Uh, they certainly can't take the Netflix property and put it on Disney Plus. I mean, so, they can, but that it doesn't. It can't be exclusive. Well, it's Netflix's. Netflix made it. They're exactly. the production so, company. Exactly. So, company, like, how am I going to make a show and then you're going to make me take know, it dude. down and then you put it on? Like, why would I do that? Yeah, I'm devastated. I'm devastated. I truly am devastated. Well, and, um, in the grand you know, scheme. on the note of, yeah, the, no, but it does matter because Lee and I are trying to watch it right now. And if we don't finish it by February 28th, I don't know what we're going to do. So now we have to binge. We have to. So we have to just binge it through our noses. No, because I don't know if we're gonna be able to find all the episodes, or if there will be like some weird pixel rate. Like, you know, the show's pretty like dark enough in terms of when there's action scenes. It's usually at nighttime. Oh my god! Yeah, and if you can't watch those in HD, all the way. Yeah, you're really gonna struggle, right? Yeah. So sort of like off Loki, the top of the show. Loki was so freaking dark. Like the the visuals of it. Yeah. Anyway, like not from a story perspective, but anyway. Also, could we just take in? That off the top of the show, you were talking because I was changing. Mm. And if you notice, look at this. I have the vintage NSView Sports VOG. TJW merchandise as Retro. the t-shirt underneath the TJW MasterChef Nay hoodie. Black and gold everything. Honestly, man, like... It's retro. It is retro. And this is like, honestly, but this is like so John good. Terry like going full kit. Like that. that's what that is. Oh, so call like, you out I don't have like custom-made shorts or anything. <laughs> Come on, dude. It'd be funny if I had the Jersey Wall hoodie on I know, under but this. Both? What's wrong with that? Why not? Like both while you're recording? <laughs> who else is going to rep it? I'm the only one who owns it. <laughs> it's just me. Yeah, while I'm recording, I guess it's true. <laughs> like I'm going, yeah. To be fair, I was going to go out later too. Oh, I guess you got a good point there. <laughs> How much merch could I possibly rock? Just all the merch all the time. TJW sneakers, TJW pants. I actually was talking to um, a friend of mine, a colleague at the school, and he was saying that we. Sh- he, I, I, he said he wants to buy a jersey wall hoodie, and I said my co-host would be devastated because he doesn't want anyone to no, own these hoodies. Don't. But he said we should you actually don't. like sell them and stuff. But then it gave me idea, so I looked it. I looked into it. I, I, we might we might actually have to do it, and it won't be sold by me. It'll like we're gonna have like a third party shop that people can just okay. order whatever they want from it. But um, I'm putting it on the list of things to do. But that is not what we're going to talk about today because our bro sense has been nonsensical as always. Yeah, it's not even our bro talk. <laughs> like, that's not the bro no, talk this we is have just, prepared. No, not at all. Not even close, actually. It's just, this is what bro talk is, and this is what I miss with bro talk. It's that, if I just ask you, what do we talk about today? Like, right now, if I were to say, what do we just talk about? No. 
I don't, I don't know. No. I don't know. I have no and idea. That's, hey, that's, you guys talk about? that's one word, by the way. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's onomatopoeia. That's one it's word. Dude, before we move on, actually, because that just reminded me of something. Can we just take in how annoying it is when you're talking to someone who can't read between the lines? How are you going to be asked to read between the lines in a conversation? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> my facial expressions, my gesture, like... Dude, anything, you know, when you're talking to somebody and you're like, yeah, you give them like, you. like a wide eyed look or like yeah. a, like a slight head tilt, nonverbal communication. And they're looking at you like, what is this guy talking about? And it's like, how am I not clear about this? Like, look at the yeah. size of my eyes. I open them all the way and I'm pointing to the left. <laughs> Does that not tell you look left? Like God, like it's pay like attention. When you, do the, when you do the head tilt, when you're ready to leave somewhere right. and then, and then your girlfriend just doesn't get it. And she's like, mm. The That's subtle the headshake. I'm not even throwing the shade at Leah here. I won't say who it's for to protect them. But, oh, my God. Dude, like, you're talking to somebody, and you're like, you know, you give somebody, like, a little, like, head shake. Like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. And then they're like, why are you shaking your continue. head no and saying don't? <laughs> like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Could you not? T- you have no idea how to be subtle. And it's not, <laughs> by the way, you might think, Nathan, did this happen with a kid who you work with, like, at the school? No. I wish it happened with a kid. Because I can excuse that because you're a little yeah. kid. You don't know. It happened with a fully fledged adult, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, no, it's it's very annoying That's when that happens. Anyway, anyway, enough of this. I missed you, man. I haven't seen you in weeks, months. Like, it feels like every time we don't record for what are you talking a about? Day, did we not record? No, Joe was my co-host last week. It's been yes, like two weeks since we've last. I've spoken. seen you in real life. I know, life. but that didn't. I mean, on the show, <laughs> what are you talking? I mean, talking to you like this about you know, I mean, I could do this every day yeah, for the we whole had a hour. DJW reunion, by the way, if you guys, if you yeah. guys think like, are they actually friends or are they just are they super professional? <laughs> no, we're friends. We just went out, all three of us. Yeah, had some great I, food. Yeah, it was wonderful. East T Can, shout out East T Can, Mississauga. By the way, if you want to, the best. Check it out. It's in Mississauga. This is not yeah, sponsored, but if they want to sponsor us, we'll happily do that. It's our new hangout spot. It's really, really good Mediterranean cuisine. Again, keep the bro talk going. I'm going to keep trying to rap and we're just going to keep pushing through it. More bro talk, more bro talk. No, Did you no. have your, your goats prepared? No, I do not. No, I do ah. not. I was not. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it for today's episode. I really, Come I really on. didn't. Why didn't you tell me? I wanted me? it to be this because I thought I because so we're doing about a rebuild. Listen, if they're goats, they're not going anywhere, right? Our perception of goats are not going to change from one week to the next. And I was busy prepping the only legit version of this team. Now, I've prepared multiple versions. You say there's only one. I wrote the third one, two, three. The bullshit. third line that I, I wrote, by the way, in my notes. I want to let third, it be known that I think this is bullshit. <laughs> I will send you a screenshot right now of my notes where it says options now, dash, better or worse, question mark. Then the next, that's, that's line number two. Line number three, no correct answer. Okay. Meaning there are many options and there's not a correct answer. I'm going to get to it. When I texted you, dude, have you done your team yet? You're like, yep, did the only way that this that, that we could do it, which means there's going to be hella debating during today's show. There's but no let's put a pin in that. One guy is no, hold on. right. There's let's no put a pin you're in wrong. it just you're for now. You're thinking too much. You're doing a pep. And, well, won't and you it. be ashamed if we have the same team? If we've both locked in the same team, then no, will that lead you? Because I, because I know you would have slaved away trying to make the same team that I made like super quick. Well, now I'm nervous because it was I'm obvious. Very, very nervous. <laughs> it's not obvious. Anyway, we're going to get to it. Wait. <laughs> Wait, like I tell Ollie, Leah's dog, my dog, my favorite dog in the entire world, Ollie. Guys, welcome to episode number 130. Yes, 130. We're going to have to stop doing this at some point because honestly, I never know. And my notes, the episode. 
like my list of notes now, I have thousands of notes, thousands from just Jersey Wall stuff. Every time I have a random thought, I put it in there. I think, yeah, TJW 130. The episode, to, I'm your host, Mr. Nathan Santos, by the way, that is me, Nagali. It feels a little redundant at this point. I think you know our voices. I think you know who we are. Yeah. But if you don't, welcome to the show. If you're new, if you are one of the new people who subscribe to us on YouTube, and we've had a lot of, of new subs this month, welcome. by the way. Bruno Guimarish, that video, 1.5K views as of right now, which is huge. What? So, I know, dude. We're massive. We're, we're, we're international superstars. Now, the, the video after this, very humbling, four, four views. So... Now, our well, audience, our, our podcast audience and our YouTube audience seem to be very, very different because we have like consistently really, really like good numbers that I'm very proud of on our, but we built it for the last, you know, 85 weeks. Whereas YouTube, I've really only started putting content up very, very consistently, like the past month or so, which yeah. might translate to why we've had new subs on there. So anyway. That's, that's what YouTube is, right? Like it's that's what a YouTube lot is, yeah. of fluctuation. But we're almost at hundred subs now. And so I'm really, really excited about it. Because uh, that, you know, just small milestones, right? Yeah. Just chipping away at it. Anyway, today, what it is that we're going to talk about is Barcelona, FC Barcelona. We're going to talk about how they should line up for the rest of the season. Now, context is important here, obviously. Barcelona went out and signed quite a few new players in January, and now they have the gift of options. Are options better or worse? Now, probably we would all say we'd rather have options, a good problem to have. If you have too many players, you don't know who to play. And I would imagine Xavi has a bit of that headache right now because he's like, ah, do I play with wingers? Do I play with wing backs? Do I play with the front two? Do I play with, because I have all these, you know, academy players who can play anywhere. I have all these older players who I said would get game time, but I guess I could just throw them away. I have the new players who I brought in who all want to play. What's the best way to do this? And to Xavi, I say, we got you, my friend. We got you. We did the work for you. Here at the Jersey Wall Podcast, we do the work for you. So this, in the same style that you guys will remember our rebuilds, we're doing this as, as we would normally do a rebuild, right? Except for instead of introducing new players to positions, we're just yeah. going to outline what we think is the best 11 for them to finish as high up the table as possible. Now, right. I want to throw to you here because when we were te texting about this earlier, you said that their priority is just the team that will take them to the transfer market. But I want you to clarify that, what you mean here, because I had a different goal with my team here which is why I thought there were so many different options. And obviously we know like a starting 11 is not really a starting 11 because there's so many option pieces and you have to factor in fitness and form and all that stuff. But ultimately this is what we think the most effective version of the Barcelona lineup is, right? Yeah, is let me fair? elaborate on that because I didn't, Please do. Uh, like I, I didn't bother elaborating on text because I was like, I'm just going to talk about it here. Right. What I meant was the Champions League qualification is the minimum acceptable. It's just get them to... The, the transfer window while being while finishing top four like that's right all that's all i'm saying like if barcelona don't finish in top four regardless of where they are now uh which is in which is in fourth place by the way with a couple games in hand um yeah. it, it it will definitely be a failure like they need to finish in the top four and and the team that i picked barring anything else will be the team to take them to the tra the transfer window um because there's clear weaknesses in this team yeah. I think I think everybody We're no one's looking about. at no one's looking at the Barcelona eleven or the squad saying, Oh, there are no weaknesses in this team. No, everybody knows that. But this is yeah. like for me, what I think is the best team to take them to the transfer window to allow them to bring other players in, despite right. being still being completely broke. Um, but also finishing in the top four. All right. And my ambition for this was I don't think top four is safe enough. Obviously, top I think it has to be top three minimum because they'll get more money, obviously, the higher they finish, but they're not going to win the league, and we know that. 
Um, I don't think they're better than Sevilla or Real Madrid right now. However, they've made enough improvements and the way that they played against Atletico Madrid made me think, okay, if they can get, if they can like churn out goals like this, and especially we'll get to some of the impact players in that game, um, I then they should to ask be good you, enough why, to why do you up. make that distinction? Like for internally, if I'm Barcelona, I'm aiming for as high as possible because because then I'm if I'm failing, then I'll I'll fit I'll fail a little bit less, but I'll still be yeah. successful. But right. is that why you make the distinction? Pretty much. Yeah. So oh, it's no, just basically I, that I feel I'm like if they're shooting like, for four, like if they're shooting for like fourth place, because they're like, we need to just get the last Champions League spot, we need to get that spot because we have to make Champions League. I feel like it puts more pressure on them to yeah. and then you know they could choke because then they're in that group i think they have to be like no we have to like set out specifically what our goal is and that's to finish third place and third place is nothing to to scoff at for them this season because it would be how far are you going to go in europa league and you're definitely not better than sevilla or bars or, or real madrid right now however if you're like oh we can snag the fourth spot from from you know any of betis or uh sociedad or atletico madrid or any of those teams then it's like maybe but that's the thing I don't but, think they'll, but maybe they'll not snag right? it. like they're already in fourth with two games in hand like i think yeah but but it's easy for those games in hand to be to be wasted games yeah, i don't know course. dude no, right like that's what we're saying well to me like i think that's the thing i think internally making that distinction and setting as high as a goal as possible is the best thing to do for any club yeah but right. it, like externally if you're just looking at the end of the season they get fourth versus third it doesn't matter really if they end up getting fourth, I think it's still a win because it's just it's yeah. the Champions League places. But it's for it's leaving themselves a little bit of room there. Now, a couple of weeks back, we were doing the predictions for 2021, and my hot take was that they wouldn't finish in a Champions League spot. Circumstances are always changing. I think with the new signings, they've done enough that they should yeah. at least be in the top four. But like I said, I think the goal has to be finish third because it takes away finishing top four. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, no. Because that would imply that it's okay if we finish fourth. And if our object, if our objective is to finish fourth, we may not. But if our objective is to finish yeah. third and we sneak into the Champions League spots, then that's a win, right? Totally agreed. Right, like, and that's fair, right? Yeah. So, so let's move on to uh, to the actual discussion here, right? Um, the manager, obviously, as we normally do with rebuilds, would be a change or it could be the same guy, whoever. Obviously, we both have Chavi still heading the project because it's for the end of the year. I don't think he gets yeah. sacked pretty much under any circumstances for the rest of the season because the project, and I made a TikTok about this, um, a TJW bite, where I said, you know, what did Barca expect from Chavi? Because they fired Kuman in the middle of Kuman's project and they wanted to like pave a nice path for Chavi, but now they asked way more of Chavi, which was to fix Barcelona and then take them to glory. So he has to be given the benefit of the doubt, right? Bringing him mm-hmm. in early means that he has the benefit of the doubt to not necessarily do that. Now, if Barca dropped to 20th, okay, again, circumstances change. Yeah. But I don't see that as a scenario, right? So Chavi will 100% be heading this project. And so I wanted to lay out a version of the team that I could see Chavi really, really working well with, okay? Okay. And so I think the best place to start, and or before we start, is there anything else that you'd like to preface your team with? Or are you fine with just jumping in? I'm fine with jumping in. All right, cool. Uh, so we start in net. Ter Stegen is still ultimately the number one, right? Same. No discussion Same. to be had here. Hasn't no. had the best season, has become somewhat of a meme. But ultimately, push comes to shove. They don't have a better keeper. And I think if they can make a better system ahead of them, which they've done pretty well, right? Or at least tried to, I think that they can limit his exposure and maybe not maybe he doesn't you know return to the heights that he was in you know 15 16 17 like those years ago yeah but for now 
there's no discussion to be had who the Barca number one is. Yeah, I don't think that's a, that's an argument, really. I don't think anyone yeah. is in, not even the second place goalkeepers <laughs> is saying no, Neto that. Neto might should... be, bro. That's no, Neto. I, He's I, I like, no, so. be. it's his fault. Put me in. No, I don't think so. I think even he understands. I think it's a Romero situation where even if right. he is not, not playing well, he understands that he won't be starting. All right. So let's start with our back line. I don't know if we have the same thing. This might be a part of it. I have lined up the back line with a back three. I have not. Which means we already have different teams. But again, I've considered the second option for a team, which I think will be what your team is. But I have started with a back three. Um, and so how would you like to proceed? Do you want to start with your center back partnership? And then I'll tell you who's missing yeah. from mine. Might mine is, mine is the most obvious. It's Pika and Araujo. And I think that... right. It's it's the most obvious. I don't know if you have them as two of your back three, but it, uh, to me they were they uh, they obviously played well against Atletico Madrid because they they won. I they didn't keep a clean sheet, but I just think that despite PK coming under fire a little bit recently and and aging, he's not getting any younger. It's to me, I think that's their best partnership in a back four at least. Yeah, and the game against Atletico Madrid, we'll get to it a little bit later when we talk about the impact players of that game because some yeah. of them will be named specifically in this team, but I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. Um, I, I have two of them as part of the back three. And and part of my... And the third player, I should say, is the left center-back option is uh, Clément Langlais, right? Yeah. Because Langlais is a left-footed ball-playing center-back who can play very well in a back three, right? He's injured right now, but ultimately when he's fit... I actually might even prefer him in a back four to PK because I think PK's levels have dropped. I think PK still has, you know, things to offer. But I also think part of the, the you know, transition here is shifting out the old guard a little bit. And PK is obviously not at the level that he once was. And I don't know if they will be able to hit the heights that they want to with these aging players who are coming down, right? They're not ascending. And Langley's still only 26, right? Yeah, I think it's fair to assume that if Longley were playing in a team here that we built for Barcelona, where they were like cracking and on fire, that we could still see his best years ahead of him, right? He's a center back at 26 years old. The center back's career is ahead of them. It's not behind him, yep. right? And so having this player play on the left side of a back three with PK in the middle, right? Which is a very nice spot for PK, right? Doesn't have to worry about getting exposed as much. And in a back three, right? The way that I usually like to look at it is if you're playing in a back three, your middle guy can either be your, your crazy guy right? Who is lunging out into midfield, trying to recover the balls and tackles because you have the right-sided center back and the left-sided center back who can offer protection and drop a little bit deeper if they need to, right? Which means that they need to be a little bit more athletic and mobile, which Langley and Araujo are, right? So it works well. The alternative is if he's one of the weaker center backs, but he plays almost like a six, right? So like mm -hmm. we've seen this a lot with, with Busquets, for example, right? And we'll, we'll mention him a little bit later, where if Barca are playing a, you know, in a back four, Busquets is dropping back when they have possession and the center backs are splitting anyway, right? So ultimately in possession, Barca are having a back three anyway, but I like this one because I think it offers a little bit more protection and it unleashes certain players that I want to get to uh, in a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So do you want to move to your wing backs then? Yeah, because that because I I would assume, I actually don't know who you have a right wing back, so I'm excited to, or a right back because I have a right wing back, but we can start at left. I think your left back and my left wing back will be the same person. Yeah. Right. Which is um, which is Jordi Alba. Yeah. Uh, easily one of the most consistent players in the last five, six, seven years for Barcelona. Yeah. And there's just no one better that they have. 
No, exactly. And the relationship that he kind of forged with with Messi in the last several years was incredible, right? Because it was just like Messi's going to cut in, he's going to send the ball over the top of the left back, who's going to cut it back. And that, like, that's just a consistent yeah. play out of the playbook, like every single time. And so Barca have been attack heavy over the last few years. And so we already know what, what Jordi Alba does going forward. Now, if we're going to criticize him now and say, but yeah, but weren't you pitching like new players to cover from in a rebuild a long time ago? Yes, I was. And yeah. I still will. But at least for now, for the rest of the season, if we are to play to Jordi Alba's strengths and say, yeah, you don't have to worry as much about covering back because we have, you know, a back three protection there, right? We have other options and you can focus on doing exactly that, which is progressing far up the pitch, putting in your crosses. His attacking movement is really, really good for a left back. I think freeing him up like that, in any case where you have wing backs, ultimately favors the player. And I think it'll benefit them long term for the rest of the season, at least, to say, okay, how can we get a little bit more creativity out of this left side from a deeper role? Jordi Alba is the perfect guy for that. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see who you have in uh, in your midfield, just to provide cover yeah. and stuff. But we'll get, get to, to that it, yeah. when, it, uh, when it's time. Yeah. Uh, who do you have on your right side? And and I'll tell you who I have. I've, I've got Danny Alves, 38-year-old Danny Alves, just playing on the right, bombing up and down. Still got it. I still think that he's on quality. He's the best that they have fitness of clearly he's not there um but if we're talking about the best 11 with no injuries and everything like that he's in there for me but um if he is to get injured or or if if they don't want to play him week in week out i think Serginio Dest offers a good option or you can look at you know bringing someone else back and i i'll leave that to you in case that you have that argument um, yeah but but when we mention his name i'll i'll refer back to this argument a little bit yeah, and this is like this the, the time to, to speak about it here. Listen, I have I know why you said Danny Alves playing a right back because in the option B team that I made, I had Danny Alves as a right back, but I have concerns about him, right? I have concerns about the back three in, in general, right? There's yeah. always concerns with, with Barcelona, and I have him written here. Um, Danny Alves can't play all the time. So if we're gonna lock in a best eleven with a 38-year-old playing consistently, I don't think I don't think that's feasible. And I think of the right back, and I put that in quotations here, options that they have. Serginho Dest is a much better right wing back option. And if we're going to talk about playing with, with you know, players who can play consistently and get up and down the pitch, then I think the best player to play that is someone who I've pitched here for years in the Serie A, in the Prem, now back in La Liga, is Adama Traore. Exactly. Adama Traore as a right wing back is the most magical combination that there's ever been. And I don't know why he doesn't. Because... A player like this, and I get that, you know, and by the way, vindication here is very, very real, all right? Because last week, or two weeks ago, I guess, the last time we were on the show, we were talking about Adama Traore being one to watch, yep. right? When you returned to Barcelona, and I said, and you remember, roll the tape, Nathan. Adama Traore is one to watch because he's a physical monster, and there aren't very many of those in La Liga. He's not a player of tremendous technical quality, but his physicality and what he offers on the pitch is enough to terrify a lot of very thin uh, La Liga fullbacks. And you watched him play in the game against Atletico Madrid, and he was the best player, for me, the best player. All right? He was on fire. And I, Dani Alves played a, a pivotal role in the game as well, don't get me wrong. But they had no idea what to do with Adama. They're like, yeah. oh, I, I don't, I have no, what do we do? He's running at me. He's so big and scary. What do I, what do, I do here? But that's exactly right? why I actually wouldn't play him in a right wing back in Barcelona. I think that's a great option for the Premier League. It's a great option for Serie A. But yep. in, terms of, uh, in, in terms of La Liga, for example, I just want to see him closer to goal. 
because I want to see, see what he can do. And, I, and I'd rather not take him far back because going, he's going to have the same impact anyway if you play him at the right wing. And I think that for me... I don't think you will. You, you I don't have think to you have will. that. I don't think you will. And, and here's why. Okay, let's look at... And I, I want to revisit... Adama, see, playing... When we're contrasting teams with wingbacks to teams with uh, traditional, like I would assume your lineup something like a 4-3-3, it is. it's tough because the wingback spots kind of cover the entire mm-hmm. right side of the pitch. But I want to get to the right side of the pitch a little bit later right? Because I don't want to give away our right winger just yet, right? The thing is with Adama, what that game showed me is that Adama could be very, very lethal running at players. And I understand your position here. However, do we, are we really going to pretend that if we're going to have somebody in front of goal, Adama Traore is in the top five of the pecking order of Barcelona attackers? Because for me, he's not in it. In terms of attacking options, I don't want him in front of goal. I would rather have any of the players that we're going to name in our attack ahead of him. But in terms of creating chances and crossing, which is really what I need from him, I want to play him there. Now, the reason you can't play Adama right back specifically, and I would love if they said, Adama, Jesus Navas, Jesus Navas could conform to a right back playing in La Liga after leaving the Premier League. You are three times the size of him. Mm-hmm. Figure it out, right? Jesus Navas obviously is a better technical player, so I get, you know, I, I understand it. But in terms of physicality, I don't know if Adama has the mentality to play that far deep, but as a wingback, he certainly does because he can bomb and create chances and run at people and then get the off, you know, the chance every now and then. The other thing is the wingbacks, and you look at him play on the weekend and just how, or not this weekend, but in the game against Atletico Madrid, is how far forward he was, but what specifically he was doing and the difference that Barcelona, like what they looked like when he came off, they were like, oh damn, the outlet's gone. Like he was a proper outlet there. I think by having him as an outlet on the right side, but not necessarily one who would squander chances is, is still the ideal position for him, no matter the circumstance. Because when we get to the attacking players, we'll name quite a few of them that in 1v1 situations, playing balls over the shoulder, who would you rather have in this position? I don't think either of us would pick Adama to finish very many of them. Yeah, but he wasn't playing right wing back against Atletico. And that's no. the most defensive team he's going to show up against in La Liga anyway. I don't know if that's true. In in La Liga, I mean, they're the most high-profile well one. Most but, well but the thing organized. is that Atletico Madrid have been terrible defensively this year. Like, they've really, really, like, yep. they're, as Simeone tries to transition, he's almost like he's tried to transition it and it's shaken up their identity and they forget how to do a lot of what made them what they are today. Over the last, like, what, 10-ish years of Simeone, he's made them such a, like, the, the great wall of Simeone, right? It's like, no, you shall not pass under any circumstances but they've conceded a lot. They've bled goals this year. And I think Adama probably took advantage of that and took advantage of some fullbacks. Mm -hmm. But like I said, for me, it comes down to one-on-one chances and how often right-wingers are going to be in alone. And what he was doing mostly in that game was running at people and crossing, but that's because of how uh, deep Atletico were, right? On games where Barca are playing in transition, the only player who we've seen Adama score against in transition was against Man City, right? (laughs) Every other team, every other time that he ever had that, he couldn't do anything in front of goal. Now, could we present an argument that Adama will develop that skill? Sure. Let him develop it incrementally. Okay? Mm -hmm. Start at right wing back. Start making your runs forward. Start adding more to your crosses. But for the rest of the season, for the rest of the season, right? Think of how important it is for Barca to get Champions League. Yep. How many chances can Adama squander? And he can squander a lot. And I'm a big fan of him, and I want him to succeed. I just don't think that, you know, picture a different scenario, right? Picture how volatile or aggressive some of the Barcelona fans are when things aren't going right. The next guy to take over the right winger spot for Barcelona, who was the last one? It was pretty freaking important to the team, right? 
this next one's going to be Adama and he's going to squander chances frequently. Then his confidence goes down. Then the form falls up. Then it's another disruption problem. Then if we play him at right wing back, now he's nervous because now he's been moved to a new position. For me, like all of these things play into the decision, which is why I think the least pressure situation for this player entering the, the league and becoming a starter in the team is to play him in a, in a way where he can, you know, just like I said about Jordi Alba on the other side, play him to his strengths and don't necessarily demand that he be the, the God and savior and shining light because he's just one to watch. And if he's going to be a staple in the team for the rest of the year, which he should be, in my opinion, it can't be at right back because he doesn't have the awareness either way, forwards or backwards. At wing back, he can be that player. He can run, he can cross, he can learn to tackle marginally, and he can offer, you know, creating chances and, and things running forward. For a back three, that position is perfect for him because you yeah. can't play him anywhere else in a, if you're playing a back three. No, and that's just it. That's why it was such a uh, you know a thing for me because I'm like it's a proper dilemma here, but right? Because you... I think Barcelona could have a better squad playing without a back three. Yep. But if he's their most impactful player, which he might be, right? Because he's the question. only one who can offer something different. Yeah. Then he needs to be playing in a back three. That was my question. Did you build the team around Adamatori playing right wing back? And it seems like it's a yes. I built the team around a f around wing backs, but a few other things. And I, okay. but yes, Adama right wing back was a cornerstone of this of this version of the team that I built, and it came with a fair share of of comments. Right, other concerns of playing a back three are what are the other center back options? Right, it's Mingesa and Eric Garcia. You know, you that's not a lot of depth, right? You don't nope. you need a good amount of center backs if you're playing in a back three because the likelihood is that one of them is going to get injured. And then what about the quality in depth? And then can you afford to have a player of lesser quality playing on the field? I, I don't know if the answer is yes, to be honest. So it's not that I'm saying that the back three is perfect, but I'm saying the most impactful version of the team, I think, has Adama at right wing back. And not to mention, by the way, just in this circumstance where we're playing a back three, every single right back option that Barca has would be better as a wing back. Okay. Dani Alves is better as a wing back. Uh, because he played that pretty much for his entire career, right? He was a right back, but not really, right? He was so far up the pitch all the time. Serginho Dest is the same thing, right? Isn't necessarily hitting the heights that he probably wanted to, but he's been deployed at right wing at times too, where they're like, mm -hmm. yo, we got to figure this out. And the version of the team that I have is the formation is a three, four, one, two. Okay. So I'm excited to get to the midfield, but in terms of, of, and like I said, impact and grabbing points, I think Adama is a huge part of it. And I think having two strikers is also a really, really big part of it. Okay, fair enough. All right. All right. Can we leave it there? Yeah. Till okay, we get, we've until we get to the attack. <laughs> Can we, till we get to the attack, yeah. <laughs> then we'll pick it back up. Um, now in midfield, do you want to start your midfield for me? Uh, do you want all three of them? Yeah, give me one. Give them one at a time for me. Who you have in uh, at your holding midfield went, position? I went with Busquets. It's the most obvious, but it's the best. I'm almost certain that the team that you built is my option two team, or okay. very very close to it. Like in, I'm gonna say like nine out of eleven positions is probably the same, because <laughs> I recognize the importance of Busquets. Now I'll tell you, my midfield doesn't have Busquets in it. I know. And you I'll, probably, I'll get to you it. probably played with Pedri and 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 De Jong. As your, That's exactly what yeah. I did. I played with Pedri and De Jong, but you can understand why, right? I think, course, and this might be a, great, a hot take. A great two. Busquets is a little bit redundant in a back three, right? Busquets is not necessarily he the does, player to play. Yeah. If you have a back three, you don't. If you're playing a back three, you don't really need him. You need very mobile, you know, 
and I say two way, but I put kind of quotations on that, but it's just players who can get forward and come back. And Pedri obviously isn't like a defensive monster or anything, but he's like a Tiago type figure, right? Where he's like, you know, kind of like, which is the combination of like a dribbler and a passer. And I think that deep flying player is fantastic. And you might say, well, Nathan, you know, neither of those players are really like excellent defenders. And I'd say, I know that's why I have three of them behind them. Right. Yeah. So they can move with a system, that's the only mitigation. create chances going forward. It's exactly it. And so, you know, I never want to be critical of, of Busquets because I think long-term De Jong can and will be his replacement, either as a lone six or as uh, playing in a two. But Busquets has proven he's like one of two players in the world who can play that position as well as they can. There are others yeah. who can play it, but not necessarily like to that level in the way that Barca or, or Pep specifically like to have it. That's like a holding six, a one who can cut passing lanes and, you know, break up play and, and just tackle and stuff. But playing in a back three, if you have a guy who's used to being the center of a diamond, there's really nowhere for him to go. It's like, yeah, I guess I'll play a little bit over here, but do we really want Busquets as a player who's going to be pushing forward up the pitch and trying to create chances? Like, no, because the other two are better than that. Pedri and De Jong are better than that. Yeah, and, uh, and the mitigation for how weak it is is the back three. And actually, I'd be tempted to right. put Busquets mm. as a center defender in that back three. Well, it, in, it almost in. is. Like, if you yeah. played a 4-3-3, your team act almost shifts to that anyway, it, it, right? It doesn't possession, almost. It, does. young just it absolutely it, it, does. Yeah, where he just... It's true, and it, that's why I thought there was a lot to consider here because, you know, if they, like, all of the, the things that we can kind of, of pick at here are things to consider, right? Mm-hmm. If we're going forward, and to be honest, this is part of the good options that Xavi has because Xavi could midway through a game decide, hey, I'm going to switch from this to this. Yeah. And he has those options. And the we recognize that they're both, they're, both, they're both viable options. I'm just, I went with the one that I think makes the most impact all the time and is a little bit different than what Barcelona currently do because maybe what Barcelona currently do isn't working all the time, right? It's worked for a long time. But if it were still working at that same level, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? Barca would be still chasing one or two, yeah. and they're not. There was a few weeks ago that we were saying, I don't think they're going to finish in the top four, right? No, that's fair. Um, the, the, another thing, another like concern that you have here, or that I have at least, and I want you to give me your other midfield too, uh, before I it's, say because I'm, I'm certain that the names. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's, it's it. Pedri and, and De Jong? Yeah. Right, makes sense. Um, De Jong is better in a two Right, so in the way that I have it here, he currently, as we've right. seen from him, he's a better player when he's playing next to somebody, not necessarily in a three where he's isolated to one side of the pitch or being the long guy. But he's out of form right now, mm-hmm. so it's like, well, can you really put him in the team ahead of somebody else if somebody else is in better form? And I don't really know what your answer is. I think that the answer is yes because De Jong's better in a two. So how do we bring him back to form? Play him in his preferred position. Yeah, yeah, to play him through it. Right. And then he can push through it. Because if you drop him, then it'll be a mentality thing that comes into it. And then it's, oh, well, Chavi's dropping De Young, And how does it affect his confidence? Yeah. De Young is still an excellent player. By the way, out of form, in form, doesn't matter. I'm certain Pep would still boot out almost any midfielder at the club to make room for De Young. He'd be like, yep, come on over. We got room <laughs> for you. Right? And so, you know, playing him in a two is the better thing for the team at least in my opinion, like in terms of getting the most out of De Jong. Right, right. But then if you're then we're look then we're left with this other discussion, which is, well, Nathan, now you only have two like proper midfielders on the pitch here, right? Are these two guys enough for mm. that? And then where does that leave players like Gavi or like Nico? Because players like this who have come through 
as it turns out, are fantastic. (laughs) And they probably deserve some starting minutes. And they probably don't deserve starting minutes playing in one of the two positions that I've kind of laid out for them here. Because they're obviously not better than Pedri or De Jong. And playing in a midfield three, they have more option to experiment. To your point about the youngsters, um, I think that happens when the seniors are always struggling. Because then they recognize Mm -hmm. that if they train super well, then they're going to get to play. And if they play super well, that's now their position because yeah. they've become more reliable. And we see this all the time at Arsenal in the last five years with the reliance on Saka and Martinelli and, and right. uh, Emil Smith-Rowe. We see this with Alanga. We see this with so yep. many young players, or Curtis Jones even. It's it's almost a symptom of having um, older players that are not kind of performing well enough right. while also having a good academy that continues to produce. Absolutely. And I think that Barcelona is seeing that right now. It's just, I would kind of be more tempted to manage their introduction into the first 11 a little bit more because we've seen this with Barcelona when they get too hot about a young player so yeah. quickly and then their career is ruined or like right away. delayed right now because yeah. of how much they end up needing that player to perform. Like, and Sufati, for example. Right. Or was, Pedri, right? Played every exactly. single day for a year, and now he's been injured for, for a lot of this year. Yeah. So I wouldn't have a lineup with more than Gavi and Pedri in it. And Araujo, I guess, to, to your point. But um, uh, that that's what I would say, is, is just kind of like try to play uh, De Jong through it point. And, just, yeah. and just hope that uh, and trust that Xavi will be able to get the best out of him. Because if he learns from Xavi, like that, that's going to be amazing for Barcelona. Yeah, and it, it's a fair point. And it also, like, I don't know if Barca have to go out and get a star midfielder in the summer. Like, it, it would depend if they wanted to, how they wanted to line up. And to be fair, we could do another how Barca should line up after another epic transfer window. But at least for now, like, there's a lot of teams that Gavi would start for in world football. And yeah. he's 17. And he already has a Spain call-up in multiple games, yeah. right? And he's getting regular first-team minutes for Barca, not just because he's a 17-year-old who's a sensation, because he's better than a lot of the players that they have there. On form right now, Gabby's currently better than De Jong, right? But overall, is he better than De Jong? I, I personally don't think so, right? Yeah, I want to has come up, and he's kind of like a, like a defensive midfielder almost. But can he be the next Busquets? Like, dude, no pressure, kid. It's like every time Barca have a new star, young center midfielder, they're like, oh, he's the new this guy. And then it's that's like, cool, you're going to play every minute There's a champion in yesterday shaped hole in the wall. Hole like that's, the yeah. like <laughs> clearly that's what it is. It's true. And so these players are definitely impact players and can come on the you know pitch and make a difference and can play through rotations and all that stuff. But in terms of getting the most out of the team, which is, again, the focus and getting Champions League football and settling an 11, which is also extremely important, I like the version of the team that I proposed. I like the version that, of the team that you've proposed because we actually have we're we're coming at very it from similar. very similar perspectives here, yeah. right? We have just subtle changes in the team, but in terms of how the team should be lining up and playing, it's actually it's quite similar. And, and when mm-hmm. we get to the front three, um, we have some more some more conversations to do. Now we can revisit because I assume you have a four three three, correct? Yeah. Do you want to give me your right winger? Because yeah, I think uh, we've we've talked about this today. We did, and uh, and I actually put Adama up there. And to me, mm. I just I, to your point of what you were saying about him squandering chances, I fully agree with that. I actually think that nine out of ten times, if he's got a chance to shoot on goal, he was probably going to miss. But I don't want him doing that. I think they need to figure out a system 
um, that will allow them to play in this kind of a similar way that they did against Atletico Madrid because when he's just coming into the box, that's that's your entire job. Just do that. Just run into the box and then just cross it and cut it back for someone who's right. in doing a late arrival at the edge of the box. It's not your job to score. And it's weird that, that you're going to ask someone to do that as a right winger. But I don't think that... Um, that that's going to be his his job. I don't think if he actually gets 10 goal contributions this season, it's going to be a phenomenal campaign from him right. because he's not that guy. And I just think that if you're going to have someone who's not that guy, I'd rather go with experience a little bit more and right back. And and let me say, mm. uh, when Danny Alves gets injured or if while he serves his red card ban, I would actually play your team because I, right. I don't think that it's better to play a back four with Serginio Dest as the replacement right back and Adama is the right winger, than it is to transition into a back three with Adama as a right wing back. And I think that right. that second option is much better than than just kind of pinholing Serginio Dest into that back four. Right. However, for now, I would like to see him be more of an impactful creator closer to the to the net because he's gonna struggle less than he did in the Premier League. Okay. Um yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I just, I still, like, will go back to the yeah. version that I said. I think even the team that I've outlined covers him a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? Like, where you have these kind of midfielders where he can afford to be a right wing back, and then you have the, you know, De Jong, who's mobile and will fill the space behind him and such. Totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, not expect... See, the thing is, for me, the only place where I really disagree with this is not expecting a player in Barca's front three to contribute to a lot of goals because they need that, and now they have the options for that. And so I'm right. excited to see when you go through your front three who you who you've omitted, and then we can kind of we can continue the the discussion here. I want to do my like cam, cam. slash center forward um, because, like I said, it's it's a three four one two. Now I don't know if you will still have this player in your starting eleven, but I think that he still is. I don't know if we can just say, oh, um, you know, based on the new players who have come in, he's lost his spot, and that's mm-hmm. Memphis Depay. Okay, all right. Now, you know I've been a Memphis Depay fan since literally day one. Yep. Okay? Since the first time I saw him play at the 2014 World Cup coming off the bench, I was sitting down in Montreal on my grandparents' couch watching it. (laughs) Okay? I remember the exact moment. And I was like, this guy's sick. And then I looked him up on Foothead, and he was a five-star skiller silver. And I went, oh, this guy's sick. And then (laughs) every career mode I've ever done since then, he's been the, the very first player who I've signed because I've become a fan of him in that day. And even through hard times at United rising through to be, um, you know, the reorg at, at, at uh, Lyon and then becoming their captain and then moving to Barcelona. I've loved Memphis through it all, and I'm still here for him, okay? Now, he's received a lot of criticism, and they were even saying that he had a lot of offers to leave the club in January because they were like, ah, he's not really doing it for us. This made me mad, right? Because yeah. I don't know exactly what you, it is though, they were expecting. You can wait for his diss track to come out, and then we'll find out. What <laughs> <it is. laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. He's the musician. Hey, he's a content creator like me, bro. Memf- me and Memphis, bro. Oh, just wait. If I ever get him on the pod, dude, whoo, that would what, be a hell of a Steve day. Harvey said while he was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> How come you and Lori aren't together anymore, Memphis? <laughs> God, that was the moment in his career when he when he started. I think that was early. I think yeah, that was, that was his peak. He was good. peaking when he was about to marry Lori Harvey, and then everything just it all fell apart. Now, <laughs> in a, on a more serious note, I actually think he's a really, really good player still. And listen, like I don't know what Barcelona were expecting from him. If they brought him in to be like 
a chance creator, an assist getter, and the new set piece taker who can also score sometimes and be versatile, then that's exactly what he's been. He hasn't had poor output, right? His performances have been pretty good on the like more or less pretty good i'm not yeah. saying it's going to have blown anybody away but if you're expecting him to come in and be messy well then of course you're going to be disappointed because he's not messy that's not mm-hmm. the player that he is no right? one is no I one got is news for you no one is. literally literally nobody else on planet earth is but i still think that now if we go back and say okay what's memphis's best position and it's like it's this position that's he's completely reinvented himself since he turned like 25 it might even been since he tore his knee because he yeah, missed no the season at Lyon. But he lost the speed, and he's not a winger anymore. He he like no. lost that element of his game. He can still probably play there in a slower system, but not as like an outlier, not as a guy for pace. Yeah, as a guy who does like tricks and comes inside. Let maybe like an inside forward, like a Jane Sancho kind. I could see him being something like that if you really needed him to be. But that's not his best position. For me, his best position is playing as like a cam center forward, playing like in the link up play between two behind him and two ahead of him. For me, this is like ideal for him. Okay. And that's why I've put him there. And I've put him there with two good goal scorers ahead of him, who I'm going to get to in a second, to just say, okay, you know, Nathan, wouldn't it be, but Barca have a lot of good winger options, don't you think? And you certainly can't have, uh, can't have him be like the lone striker in a 4-3-3. And I agree with that. I don't think he should be the striker in a 4-3-3 unless you had like Sadio Mane and, and uh, Mo Salah as your two wingers. Then I'd be like, okay, well, maybe, right? Because now he's just going to play that role, which, by the way, is, again, his best role. Um. Dembele is gone, which took out one of the winger options. I don't care what Chevy says. Dembele is not going to play any part of like mind games for the rest of the season in terms of, oh, well, he could be an important player. Because he's just, mm, he's, he's never picked that up at Barca, right? Um, I want to talk about some of my other concerns that I have when you tell me your team, because I want to hear who you've omitted. Okay. But I think there's too many good striker options now, or at least forward options to only play. And forward options who aren't strikers, more importantly to play a front three, which is why I have a front two, which I will get to right after you tell me your left winger. Um, my left winger is Ferran Torres because... Hell of a player. Yeah. Uh, I think, has he played more for them on the right than on the left? I think so. For City or for Barca? For Barca. I think he's, played, he, I think he's been mostly... On the right. I th- he's, he's pretty versatile. From what I've seen, exactly, he's played either, yeah. like he played striker against uh, against Atletico Madrid. He was yeah. he, like he started as uh, you know in the middle, but he's very versatile. So he'll drift to I the think right. He could play anywhere on the front three. He plays off the off the left, but you know then there's another discussion to be had when a certain player left. gets back right on the left. And I've right. I've benched a player that you probably wouldn't think I would have benched, but similarly to how you had Adama playing right wing back as a cornerstone for this team. I had yeah. this guy on the bench as a cornerstone for my team. And I'll reveal it when I when I talk about my who my number nine is. Or so tell me, tell me who's your nine. Who's your who's your striker? So you know how you were talking about how Memphis is a great center forward slash cam? Yeah. I'm playing with him as a false nine. As and, the and, false nine. Yeah. With these two wingers. I see. And I couldn't I for me, I just did not want to feature Aubameyang in the eleven. See, it's it's a very interesting point. Now I think so my criticism here is that I don't think as you've lined up your front three that there's enough goals there. I think they need more goals. Yeah. And so that that's my biggest concern, okay? Now, what I did as an alternative, and I'll give my two strikers away here, and then we can just kind of lay it all out on the table. My two striker, my partner combin- my uh, striker combination, sorry, and you know I love me some complimentary attributes, are Ferran Torres and Aubameyang. Yep. All right? Now, you, it wasn't you and I. It was me and Joe. It was last week, yeah. right? We were talking about... 
Aubameyang's impact at Ars- Arsenal, right? Was he mm-hmm. a smart signing? And you remember, and I took the side saying no, right? Which part of it, it's not necessarily a, a point that I thought I meant until I, you know, got through it all. And I'm like, oh, actually, that was a really good point by me. <laughs> like, it's true. Because, <laughs> I, again, I don't know which, yeah, I did convince myself a little bit. I was like, you know what? He could very well be a detriment to the team. But you remember, what did I just say about your front three? My biggest concern is goals, Lack of goals. right? Yeah. And the the one thing I've always said about Aubameyang, the only thing he's able to do is what? Score goals. Score goals. It's finish, right? And yeah. so I think, like, the way... So if you read through my team all together, Ter Stegen, Langlet, PK, Araujo as the back three, Jordi Alba, Pedri, De Jong, and Adama as the midfield four with those two as wing backs. Memphis as the center forward cam link-up play player, and then Ferran Torres and Aubameyang, is that you have a lot of goals and a lot of creativity in this team. You have a lot of potential for creativity. That's for sure. You have a back five when you need to. You have a lot of smothering potential with limited exposure to be counterattacked, unless you're playing Liverpool. By the way, if you're playing Liverpool in the Champions League, don't play this team. Liverpool yeah. will destroy you. Do not you play cannot back. play this team against Liverpool under any circumstances. At anyone. Just by Do not way. play back three. Yeah, well, especially against Liverpool. Yeah, anybody against Liverpool, don't play it back. It'll always, it'll always fail, 100% of the time. But when you look at this team, I think Ferran Torres, I like him off the left. I like him off the right a lot. I like him like pretty much anywhere in the front three, but I think he's still developing and adding a lot to his game. And I think he, his movement is fantastic, and Memphis would relish playing with him. So I agree with your point of having him as left winger in Memphis in that kind of system. But I don't think he's that player yet. He's not that fast, right? And he's really, really good at peeling off the shoulder. Not necessarily in a way that if there's a high line and he's off the shoulder that he'll beat the defender because he's not that fast. But in a way that if the team is far up enough, he can lose his defender in the box and then be open and finish. And so can Aubameyang. But Aubameyang's faster. And Aubameyang's lost a lot of pace, but he's still fast enough to beat players off the shoulder because he's always been the the off-the-shoulder type of player, right? And I think when you have this kind of contrast, you have the players with brilliant, both of them respectively, attacking movement, who can finish chances. And then you have chances coming from the from the, from wide. You have chances coming from the center forward. And then you have the ability to push up your center mids as well and smother teams. And by the way, De Jong and, and Pedri are fantastic players. Mm-hmm. Like to, to smother people, both of them playing in a two would be unbelievable. And so... Overall, I think I've built a very, very effective team. My concern with your team that I, I want you to speak about here is that kind of lack of goals, right? If Memphis hasn't scored enough goals, he scored, I think, like eight in, in La Liga. Mm-hmm. Not a poor return, just not... I'm sure they want him to have 25 plus, right? Adama, we don't expect to have any real goals, right? Maybe a couple here and there, but really that's not the player that he is. Is Ferran Torres the big scorer in your team? Yeah, and uh, for me, the... When I'm what I approached it, or the the angle that I approached it from is is an angle that considers intangibles, and mm. for footballing reasons, your team is your front three is better, and it's more balanced. But what I went with is that there are there's no room for mercenaries in this team, and for the till the end of the season, Barcelona cannot afford to have a mercenary on the pitch. That's not doing their job, and what I built is a workhorse front three that is actually going to do everything that the manager wants them to do rather than try to to play for themselves or really not put in a shift it just plays at 60% of what they want to do and for me that's what Aubameyang represents at the moment I I agree he still scores he if you play him really in this season he probably does score eight ten goals Mm -hmm. um but I just don't think that the mentality you want 
and the perception that he gives off is one that you want to have in your team when you're fighting for your dear lives to to get to that top three finish like you said um and and for me i was i wasn't surprised that barcelona took him but that spoke to more of barcelona's shambolic uh, running of the club than it did to what obamian can still offer and on Mm. paper i think you're correct but on the pitch i don't want him anywhere near you know putting in a shift if he makes an appearance every once in a while, or if he's the first substitute, I, I, I'm okay with that. But I wouldn't want him for more than 60 minutes on the pitch trying to like actually be the guy, even though he probably could do it. I, I just don't think it's sustainable or consistent. Yeah, that's Sounds- all I've got to say, to be honest. Sounds to me like you've been listening to the Jersey Wall podcast. <laughs> Sounds eerily yeah. similar to the argument I put forth last it's, week. So I can, like did when, I convince you last week, or did you agree with that point going in? I like actually hadn't had listened to that part of the of the episode okay. yet. I was I was still listening to the Lukaku thing, <laughs> right? That you guys yeah. were talking about. I was um, I, I was, was very compelling last week. Than, you were, you were. I was very compelling last. So I thought you it. were pretty good. I mean, your your <laughs> Lukaku argument was a little bit, it was a little bit far fetched. Far fetched. Yeah, 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 for sure. For me, I just look at this the same way. Arsenal fans were talking about, oh, we still have to play Ozil. And you and I were over here for years saying, don't play Ozil. On paper, it's yeah. great. Don't play Ozil. And to me, that's what Aubameyang represents at the moment. And I just didn't want that near the pitch. It's a fair point to consider. Um, I'll be honest with you. In both of the versions of the team, I actually like... So Can I, uh, let me go through the second version of the team that I yeah, have. Okay, Because it, it it's a 4-3-3, so it's a little bit more comparable to yours. Um, the most of the team I have is pretty much exactly the same um, as yours, except for the front three. I actually have Ferran Torres playing on the right mm-hmm. because, like I said, if if it, for me, if Adam was not at right wing back, I don't want him in the team. I don't think yeah. he's good enough at right wing or at right back. But that if he's playing at right wing back, staple cornerstone mm-hmm. of this has to be there. Okay. Um, on the left wing, I have Ansu Fati, who I'm a little bit surprised that you forgot about because again, I'm I'm assuming fitness and health, right? <laughs> I just I'm surprised that you didn't mention him because Ansu Fati, when he's playing, is the best attacking player that they have. Like they gave yeah. him Messi's 10, dude. And I know he's injured because he plays a lot, but like for him and Pedri to be playing down the left side, and then Alba as like their veteran like leader at the left back, just forming little triangles there, I think is brilliant. And I think he offers so much to the team that none of the other wingers have that it almost made me think they should be playing a 4-3-3. Ultimately, the fact that he's not fit now. And the fact that it would take him some time to get back to form played a role in my decision. But I think if we were to look at objectively on paper or on the pitch, if everybody's fully fit, who is, who has to be part of this team, his name has to, has to be part of it. I agree. But the reason I didn't put him in is because uh, I, I just don't think he will be. I just don't mm. think he'll be fit. And I know we're assuming fitness, but for that reason, I would have yeah. included Dembele as well. But I just couldn't no, do either know. of them. You're lying. No, I, honestly, we have not if, seen anything about Dembele to suggest he should be part of the starting eleven. If everything is, you know, if you're assuming fitness and everything, I'm I'm putting Dembele and Ansu Fati as my right and left wing. But would have been a hell of a combination. Yeah, they're com- they're combining at, on the on the uh, on the stretcher a little bit. At the moment. Yeah, exactly. They're hogging Barcelona. That's where their budget is. They've spent one. But as soon as he comes back, he's in the team. All right, fair. Now, I actually left the striker spot open in this team because I wanted to debate um, Memphis versus Aubameyang, right? If you're playing with the version that I had just mentioned there, right? With mm. Ferran Torres and with Ansu Fati, do you want a striker or do you want a center forward? 
right? Who is it right. that you actually want to be playing that position? Do you want someone who can like feed and create chances and pull away? Or do you want somebody like Aubameyang? And like I said, like, it's not that I'm a huge fan of Aubameyang. You're far from it, right? We were kind of laughing at it. Goal, it's just that I, I just need. think he'll be able to finish the chances. And I think that if nothing else, the, the, the A version of the team that I've created here creates chances. Yeah. And I'm sure he would love to play in that. Even Whether or not he's a bad guy or a bad leader is almost secondary because it's like, yeah, it's only a couple months and I, I need this team to finish as high as possible. I get it. I get it. Right? Plus, I mean, there's too many options to play a front three. Like, I, I really think that. I really think between Dembele or Fati or any of the other players that they've promoted, like the new wingers, right? We almost, we forget about Braithwaite or De Jong because, you know, let's be real, <laughs> right? Like, those guys aren't really going to feature very much anymore. That was the They're whole point of going out and getting all these new guys. Yeah. No. But I don't want to have, a, for me, Adama, at, like my, you know, obviously, if I, if I agreed with all of your team, I would have it as, as my team, right? And yeah. same with you, right? If you had, if you agreed wholeheartedly with my team, you'd have it as your team, right? Yes. You know, we, we agree with a lot of the things. It's just that ultimately, I don't think Adama belongs in a front three and you don't believe that Aubameyang deserves to start. And that's where we, that's where the biggest differences comes, right? It's, yeah, it's who so. will be the impact guy, right? Anyway. I'm trusting in 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 uh, in Adama there. Yeah, I, see I have more faith time. in Adama's professionalism than I do in in uh, in Aubameyang. Do you have more faith in his professional? Like, let's do pros and cons here, right? Adama more professional, less goals. Yeah, Aubameyang less professional, more goals. Which one is worth more when chasing a top four thing? Adama. Still Adama. Okay. I, I, I think Adama is really important too. I just See, my because if they're, if they're fighting relegation, I would have said Obami because you need goals more than anything. <laughs> you, need more, you need goals more than anything. It's a special But to fight for top four, listen, you're sitting up in your ivory tower. You don't know what it's like to fight for top four. No, you're right. I Let don't. me tell you what it's like to this to, is it. for top it's been four. A long time. You need someone who's still motivated every single week. It's true. Okay. Because need we good can't, leaders. Yeah. yeah. We can't have someone motivated in the second half, let alone every single week. So yeah. you need that. And Aubameyang isn't that guy. It's true. You have a very like first-person perspective of this. I'm coming at it with the luxury of options and knowing how to best get the most of it. Nah, right? so you're, yeah, it but you're also coming... Exactly. You're coming at But you're from coming op- from it like, from the point of like disdain and resentment to be like these... Yeah. I mean, these guys... Bro, let me tell you what it's like down here in the trenches. It's hard, man. Yeah, because, I just want to see my because team people just want to collect a paycheck. And that's exactly what Aubameyang, to me, represents. And that's, that's what he does. And that's not that's not something you can have. Like, you can afford to have that if he plays for City and you're guaranteed top to win the league. But you can't do that anywhere else. What about the importance of, of, a, uh, of a scapegoat? Can you speak to the importance of that, right? Because let's say they don't make yep. top four and they play your team and they don't have a straight, then who gets the brunt? Is it Obama. Memphis? No, but if he hasn't no, played, oh, even if he doesn't play, then it'll yes. be why didn't he play? You're fired. No, it's it's thank God he didn't play because we would have been even worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh man. Anyway, dude, I got nothing else. It's just I think so that's toxic. It. Like it's to it me, it's so toxic. Like the fumes. He's given off would be going into the stadium and they'd be like, oh, it's that guy. He's definitely upsetting the dressing room somehow. Going you don't, th- you don't believe that this is now a fresh start for him and he can like persevere, start over, prosper now? I believe now. it's as much of a fresh start as we saw Hamas have at Everton. <laughs> so a good couple of weeks and then just nothing? Pretty much. All right, bro. My man head nodded. 
By the way, in yeah. case the listeners were like, how come Mina paused there? It's because he was nodding his head and then realized, wait, this is an audio show. <laughs> I have to actually say words. That's exactly what went through my mind. <laughs> yeah, I, it's exa- I could tell. I could see it in your eyes. This is coming full circle back to the nonverbal communication, taking the hint. That was a cue for me to say something. And by the way, you're wearing your glasses today and the yeah. listeners won't know that, but it took me a little no, while to adjust will. to it. It's all a bit, it, I sound smarter today. Do you? Do you? <laughs> not if you're from Gabon. If you're an Arsenal fan or, or you're from, maybe not an Arsenal fan. If you're an Aubameyang fan, you're going to be like, this guy sucks. No, the they way, still agree because the guy was partying in Dubai and got COVID and couldn't show up for Apple. Does anybody like Aubameyang right Captain. now? Captain. Yeah, Aubameyang. Aubameyang's mom. Loves it. No, he loves him so much. Aubameyang and his mother have the same thing in common is that they both love Aubameyang so much. (laughs) Like his mirror is his favorite picture frame every single place in the house. Who is that? Whoa. Like Aubameyang's favorite type of window is a mirror. (laughs) It shows him everything he wants. Bro, that's all you need sometimes, right? Anyway, by the way, I should say before we wrap here, um, the Newcastle com- content has been booming on the MasterChef Ney YouTube so page. So go stuff. check it out. But a lot of people have been... Go read the comments on the one where we did um, our Newcastle more than... Like, our, our, is the Newcastle project about more than just you money? The, right now. the fans are not a fan of you right now, Mina. Let me tell you. Some of the fans have disagreed strongly with you. And if you Listen. want me to fill so you can do some live reacts right now, then I yeah. will. Because let me tell you, some people, now I think they had very intelligent, I think they had very intelligent things to say, if I'm being completely honest. I agree and with a lot I of them. It seems that. like they were Newcastle fans. And they were like, they, seems like it. Is this the Bruno one guy, video? No, no, the other one. The Newcastle are more than just money. Okay. You can find it on there. Yeah, yeah, I, I have it. So, yeah, go look through those comments and let me know what you think. This is a live react. Be very kind. These are new subs to the to the show. You better not say anything mean to them. You just I will say, say I appreciate everything your mean to them. No, don't tell me. Don't I, you dare. No one can tell me what to say. I will not censor you. No it's one can true. tell it's me a what very to good say. Point. I mean, Listen. I edit the pods. I could just take it all out. But I won't because you I wouldn't can, do that but too it's fine. because I wouldn't no, censor No, it's okay. You could, you could censor me all you want. Wait, no, we're really good at not using profile. You and I have not sworn today. I don't think we've sworn today. And I, I spoke I with said, this off the top I of said last BS week. So. in the beginning, but like I actually said, yeah, whatever. No, no, that's fine. Oh, damn. Damn. What? Now I got to put the explicit. Time. I actually tell said me. it because. Like, tell me what they say. Okay. So Go, bro. Some dude. Do you want me to shout them out? No. Don't okay. do that. Some dude. Because says, it, just not joining, if you're going to be mean to them. Uh, just joining by your, but your comment on the wage bill are a hundred and percent, not percent, correct. They are prudent custodians and have more respect for the club. Without a doubt, we will be the club players want to uh, come to as opposed to the club begging. I remember that was in response. Yeah, that was in response to what? That was in response to one of the comments. By the way, I should just say, sorry to interrupt, in response to one of the replies that I had sent to somebody else. Because some people agreed with you. They said it's all about money. And then other people said, nah. One person said, shouted you out by name. He said something about... Wimaras won't be on 600k a week. I wouldn't take that bet, Mina. No, of course he's not. Do you understand what hyperbole is? Yeah, it's a hyperbole, Come on, bro. Come on. Hey, I you just so you know, broken any new subs yet. listening, I love you guys. No, I just love you way, too. I, I love, love you. Subs. Listen, this is all banter. Like, this is how I talk to Nathan on the regular. Like, we shout each other out and we call each other we out do. all the time. So just shout exactly. out. Thank you for commenting. And and don't take yes. this and don't take this personally. It's just how you know, we speak to each other. So I'm giving, I'm bringing you into that close circle by speaking 100%. to you the same way. I appreciate you know, your opinion, but I want you to understand that I was exaggerating. Yeah, fair enough. You know, one guy commented project. I think he was making fun of the way I say project. 
Do I say Project Weird? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just read to say? that comment while you said it. Right? He said, "I." When he commented, I'm like, "What does that mean?" I was like, "Pro." I was like, "Do I say? How do you say it? Say the word. Project. Say it right now. Project. That's how it's like. Project. Yeah, you just like no one says project. Like, where are you from? What are you freaking like you Hermione from? Hot, from freaking Harry Potter? Say it again. Project. Say it again the way you say it. Project. Yeah, you do say project. No, dude, that's how you, you're saying it exactly how I say it. And you have an no, accent and I don't. This I said, is the same word. I'm saying project. We all say, say project. Project. Okay. Okay. It's Come a on. Bit, it's a little bit bad. I, I'll have to listen to the video because that I think guy, you're aware that guy of it typed and you're trying it. to overcompensate. No, that guy said it like I was from New Jersey. He said like I was from the projects. You know, I'm like, I didn't, I don't say uh, it I like see. that, dude. Come on, man. John Hoy. Shout out John Hoy. Shout out John Hoy. Hoy. Yeah. <laughs> that's it bro that's it we gotta wrap it here dude we can't just read comments this is just dead air that you're providing me with i'm just watching you read right now yes you know you're bored watching, i am right now i had to no, watch you, you had take to, a hoodie it's off. true it's a makeup <laughs> we came we came you're full freaking circle hypocrite <laughs> you watched me change to be fair you didn't have to be talking we could have just started what after i had changed no because i've already uh, i had already committed to you the committed of it. and i don't know what you said and that's the real thing because I never, like, I've never not known what a person has said on the show before because I do all the edits. Now I have to listen through it and make sure you didn't, you know, say a really yeah. inappropriate slur or something. I did not say a really inappropriate slur, but I can if you want. <laughs> I don't. I don't want you to. Please do not. This is a respectful show, a respectable program. It's TJ like the, w, it's like the, the UFC Scouse guy. He was like, can we, when he was Ariel, when he was talking to Ariel Hilwani, I can't remember yeah. the guy. It's Darren Till. Darren, Darren Till, bro. Till. Yes, Darren yes. Till. Yes, proper Liverpool guy. Yeah. Can I swear? No, no, you not. A, this is ESPN, so no. And they just dropped just all, of the pro, all of the profanity words. And Michael Bisping just there laughing the whole time. Anyway, guys, this is it. We depart you again. Happy Valentine's Day. We love you. Happy Valentine's. And if you have nothing better to do on Valentine's Day than to listen to us, we appreciate you. Thank we you. We will always we will be, be here, here for Valentine. you, except Absolutely. on Monday because we're we actually have something yeah. to do on Valentine's Day. But that's okay. <laughs> that's, that, that came out. I think that came out harsher than you intended. <laughs> no, it came out as harsh as I intended it to be. You're like, you know, we have things to do on Monday, so eat no, it. We appreciate you your your support. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you so much. We thank you for joining us. Happy Valentine's Day again. Don't forget to go to ElmontYouthSoccer.com and enter the promo code TJW10 at checkout to save ten percent on your order. Also, you can see more from us. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at the Nathan Santos. It's everywhere else at Master Chef Nay, including on YouTube where you can find special bonus clips, content, help get us to 100 subs. We're growing, baby. Also, if you want to follow the Jersey Wall podcast on Instagram, it's over at TJW Podcast. We basically promote the show on there. Hope you enjoy. Mina, where can we see more from you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mina.Gully98 and on Twitter. I'll follow you back if you can find me. Boom. That is a wrap. 130 episodes in the book. I think this is one that will live on for a little while. We'll be able to revisit this in a few months and see yeah. how right we were or what they actually play. To be fair, they play tomorrow. By the time people listen to this, it will have been yesterday. Mm -hmm. But for us, it's tomorrow. And who knows how they line up. Yeah. Now, we could be predicting the future right here. And I hope we did. And I hope so. That's it, guys. That's all. Enjoy. Be gone. Have a good night. Happy Valentine's Be Day. Gone. We love you. Be gone. I'm finished with you all. Later. See you next week. Woo!